Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout out on a future episode. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG. Welcome everybody to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG. We're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush, or I will, because John most likely is not going to win in any debate that we have. Right, John? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) We're changing it up here. We're having fun. I'm Justin Shankro, the king of alpha, or at least in my own mind. I'm here with the NFT machine for sure. My co-host, stellar best buddy, John Kraske, who's in the trenches every day, learning, growing, and seeking alpha, changing the Web3 space, starting at four o'clock in the morning. And we're just having fun. We're NFT Heat. Yeah. We're having so we're we're doing things a little differently. Yeah, this new format's fun. It's I like more it. natural. It's more organic. Right. Yeah. We just make stuff up as we go. Yeah, and I just like yelling at you too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I take it pretty well, which is good, right? So let's hop right into it. Our first segment: mint it or kick it, John. What are we talking about? Ape coin. Do we mint it or do we kick it? What do you think about the apes dropping their coin? It's been out for a while. It went up, it went down, and now it's kind of settled. Would you go to Gucci and use ape coin? What, any of these holders of board apes, do, are, are they even Gucci like fans? I mean, oh, makes, yeah. Really? Oh, they really? love their Gucci. They got the Gucci shoes. They're at the Gucci store on Rodeo Drive. They love them some Gucci. Interesting, Justin. Interesting. I don't know. I've met a lot of these ape uh, holders, and they do not seem like Gucci people. It <laughs> seems like a very, very strange pairing of brands. I'm, I'm 100% kicking this to the curb. So. <laughs> I love that. So you're telling me my ape friends are with their hoodies and their hats, they're not Gucci wearers? Uh, 100% no. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I'm going with Minted. I'm a fan of ApeCoin. I unfortunately dumped it super early and it shot up. I mean, I think ApeCoin touched like 37 bucks. I could have probably bought this studio at that point, but I'm still living in a box down by the river because ApeCoin dumped. I'm bullish on it. I think a lot of other brands are going to start using it. And I say, mint it, John says. I mean, no way. Kick it, kick it, kick it. I mean, it's ridiculous. What kind of families are going to raise their kid on board apes? I mean, like literally, this is why when Disney really makes the full push, they are just going to crush Web3. I mean, I, I don't get it. I, I just I don't get any of this fascination with the apes, but whatever. So I I'm kicking it. everything with the apes. <laughs> group, so. John's kicking the apes. I'm into the apes. We're going all the way. All right. We disagree. 1-1. One, one. We tied on that one. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on. Bull versus bear. Yes. Zuckerberg, Meta, Freeze. What do you think? And you got to explain it a little bit so everybody knows what's going on. I mean, apparently there's a hiring freeze at Meta, which whatever. I mean, everybody has hiring freezes right now. I mean, I don't think it's even that interesting, to be honest with you. The reason why is because Meta, they have the eyeballs. They have the revenues. They have the customer base. They have the data. I mean, what what do they have to worry about? I, I mean, I agree. Look, we're in a bear market overall, but this is when you build. You know, this meta, what it's what, $200, $300 billion, $500 billion company? Why are they doing a hiring freeze? They should be hiring. Their foot should be on the gas right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're just trying to figure out what kind of resources they need to bring in for this kind of next phase of the internet. 
And maybe they just realize that some of the people they have now are no longer needed and they're just trying to like figure some stuff out. But I'm not too worried. I mean, again, man, I'm telling you right now, I did a post about this. The companies that are gonna win Web3 are the companies that won Web2. That's it, 100%. I disagree, I, I disagree. I, I, dude, it's whatever, our little DGEN small Web3 companies. They're gonna take out Meta. We're gonna take out Amazon. Good luck. We're taking out Google. Good luck, good <laughs> luck, I, I wish you good luck. Well, I tell you what, we have a guru coming on this episode. You were just raving about how important product managers are in the Web3 space, and there's so few of them, and we have a guru, like a leader in product management in Web2, who is now transitioning into Web3. Yep. Incredibly excited to bring her on, a woman, powerhouse woman in the NFT Web3 space. We have Asha Susan Cherian, who's coming on. Welcome, Asha. I just got to introduce you because your list of credits are absolutely sensational. She's a senior, you are, a senior product manager in the mobile space, one of the world's top advocates for the need for more Web2 product managers in Web3. You're obviously super passionate about innovation, futurism, Web3 tech, and you specialize in startup and Fortune 500 companies. Uh, you, you product mentor to prestigious tech stars, Web3 Accelerator, and you got your start in a tech space many years ago as the founder in a digital health company. Wow, we are so excited. Welcome to NFT Heat, Asha. Hi, Justin. Hi, John. Thanks Hi. so much for having me. Excited for this chat today. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. We, you know, we, we're, we're lucky enough to be able to get to spend time with you in person when you're in LA, but you're back in Austin running the whole Texas Web3 state. So we're, we have you on remotely, but we're thrilled to, to have you on and talk about product management and product in the Web3 space. You rave about it all the time, John. Well, it's so necessary. It's something I didn't even know about until I got into the space. And yep. then I realized like once you hire one of those resources, things just move so much quicker and you have so much more success. But most companies in the space right now are hiring project managers, not product managers. Big difference, and it's a big problem. Massive. Big problem. Big, big problem. According to John, big problem. It uh, is a big problem. It's a big problem. Inquiry is a big problem too, but whatever. So. <laughs> all right. So, so Asha, tell us and, and all of our, our listeners and, and viewers out there, uh, fans of the show, how you got into the NFT and Web3 space. Yes, and, I, and honestly, also tell people what a product manager is as well, which is Critical. super important because yes. I don't think even people even know. I think most tech founders don't even know. So, yeah, it's true. Definitely, definitely. Awesome. So big fan of the NFT Heat podcast and show. So excited to be here with y'all. So, yeah, so I got into the space like so many others. I discovered Bitcoin in 2011. I read Satoshi's white paper and I was really blown away by the potential of a global digital currency. I didn't invest at that time, completely kicking myself now because I couldn't find a way to do so safely and with a high degree of trust. Um, then in 2016, 2017, I happened to attend a Harvard MIT blockchain meetup where I learned all about the power of smart contracts and really saw the massive potential of this technology. Then for fast forward to 2021, I went to Art Basel as I had done for over 10 years on and off. And for the first time at Art Basel last year, it was 
as much a crypto and NFT conference as an art conference, which was honestly pretty unexpected and jarring. Completely, it felt like out of nowhere, this had become a major trend. Then by South by Southwest, three months later, I had absolutely seen enough. There were more than enough signals indicating a growing audience of interest in this technology um, that I had fundamentally believed in for over a decade. So I dove right in and have been absolutely loving it since and really couldn't be more passionate about the space, especially Web3 product management. So yeah, I can also explain what a product manager is. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's super important because it's, it's, it's something that I think most people don't know, and especially a lot of tech founders, which is completely shocking. It's, it's actually, it's crazy, but I've only been in this space a couple of years, but the companies in Web3 I've seen that hire great product managers, the ball moves forward so much quicker, and they're the ones that are winning Web3. We just we just talked to Andrew Klein at Sweet. They hired one of my near, uh, near and dear friends, Ray Liu, as their VP of product, and they're just crushing it. They built the mobile app. So I'm just curious, yeah, break down what is a product manager? Why is it so important in Web3? Absolutely. So product managers, John, are really the glue between engineering, business and design. So that's speaking kind of holistically, whether we're talking about Web 2 or beyond. And then the same remains true in Web 3, except the best Web 3 product managers also connect community to product to the business. This is my personal Web 3 product triangle. So I really predict that product led Web 3 companies will be the biggest early acquisitions in the Web3 space. Really, mark my words. And the reason why is because product managers represent the perspective of the user at the company table. And they also know how to really marry the interests of the user to the business. And really, all, all of that is a long way of saying we know how to make the business money. So the most direct path to success for a Web3 company or startup is product. Uh, and if you really diligently prioritize solving a validated user problem over a quote unquote direct path to revenue, you're going to accomplish both as a result. So what I've started telling clients of mine is product is the path to profit. So when you think product, think profit. This is really your light through an otherwise dim maze. And yet, just like you said, John, most Web3 companies today hire project managers instead. And there's a really big difference between the two. So quickly, project managers are great. No hate. In fact, I used to be one when I got started in tech, but it's because I've been in both roles that I recognize the difference. And project managers are task managers that are hired to execute on to-do lists and roadmaps that were created by others who really have not validated their assumptions with users. 9.9 .9 out of 10 times, that's true, especially in Web3. A product manager, on the other hand, is a vision manager. It's someone who owns the product and its roadmap end-to-end. -end. And this ownership over the role is really critical and why so many Web3 projects like the Aku Dreams disaster happened. And it's what leads to things like hundreds of millions of dollars getting trapped in bad smart contract code. So the road to Web3 hell is paved with mercenary part-time developers and tactically focused project managers. Mic drop. Wow. Mic wow. Drop. Incredible. Some serious quotes there, Ash. 
Asha, that you dropped. I mean, product equals profit. The, the, the companies that hire product managers will be acquired. Incredible. Boom. Wow. I told you. I told you. Sensational. I told you, Justin. Sensational. This is the path forward to success in Web3. People Amazing. need to listen. Asha, you got me. I've got like the little tingles. <laughs> I've got the tingles going up the arm like, oh my gosh, we got to tell every CEO out there, every founder in the Web3 space, get a product manager. Please bring Asha on to advise and, and figure out the right product managers to bring to your company in Web3. Sensational information. I mean, we could just end the podcast. I mean, end this series right here. That's it. We don't even need to do another episode, John. We're done. Okay, we're done. This is it. Asha has brought it. Um, but we want more. We want more. Of course we do. So you work on developing mobile apps. Mobile apps are an absolute disaster in the Web3 space. Complete disaster. It's, it's, it's insane to me how disastrous we are. We're tailwind of 2022. Been making mobile apps for 20 years and they can't even make one in Web3. How important is mobile to driving mass adoption in the Web3 space, Asha? Absolutely, Justin. Mobile is absolutely a massive Web3 onboarding opportunity because the vast majority of the world is mobile first. And what that means is people live on their mobile devices, right? And companies develop with this orientation in mind. However, Apple's take rate of 30% of revenue from in-app purchases and 15% for annual in-app revenue of less than a million dollars are likely preventing Web3 companies today from developing developing mobile first products. So in the grand scheme of things, and when your company building a million dollars really isn't much in startup land. So these take rates really have been a deterrent, I think, to startups in particular, who are less likely to be well capitalized on day one. And 30% can be a real existential risk, the difference between Web3 startup life and death. Um, that being said, the same take, right, take rates do apply in Web 2 uh, when it comes to mobile. So it's partly the cost of doing business. It's a cost that to date has largely been subsidized by venture capital. However, venture funds are less accessible in today's bear market. And if you're a woman or a minority founder in any market, really, um, the statistics are really clear here. Women generally receive less than 2% of all venture funds deployed in the U.S even in bull markets during boom times. But I'm still incredibly hopeful because the best entrepreneurs in the world, irrespective of gender and race, know how to win in any market cycle. So very bullish on the future of Web3. Love it, love it. Amazing. Love it. So Asha, what do you think the companies that are winning Web3 right now are doing differently than the companies that are not? Okay, great. So if venture growth, which I mentioned a little bit in the last question, if the venture growth thesis is to grow at all costs now and build revenue later, the Web3 equivalent so far has been hype now, utility later. The companies that I'm really a fan of couldn't be more different from this. And I know that both of you know exactly what I'm talking about. These are companies that lead with utility as their value proposition. So a couple of examples include Immersed, which is, John knows I'm a huge fan of them, a VR workplace metaverse platform with highly sticky users. There are people in this metaverse that literally spend 40 to 50 hours per week working in their immersed metaverse today. And Asha, it's really, I don't, really incredible. 
I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. But, but you I, are. But I am, I am interrupting just because I fully agree with you. And there's something cool. So we had we had the CEO of Immersed on. Yeah, Renji. Yeah, Renji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, yes. but even even cooler, Asha. At one of at one of our NFT NYC events, Mina. Mina Salib, who's a dear friend of all of us, um, he met Renji at the event and then literally is now running their, it's like head of NFT at Immersed. And it happened because of NFT Heat and it happened because of of, uh, our Good Morning Web 3 uh, breakfast. I mean, which you were there. So I just, I just wanted to say, because you're, you're talking about how cool Immersed is like, it's like a family. It's amazing. So go on. It's really incredible. They're great. I've been to their office. He's been on a LinkedIn audio of mine. And I met him at a conference in Austin where I was literally speaking about him on stage. John was there. We were on a panel together. And they happened to be in the audience and came up to me after. And that's how we all met. So it was incredible. I've been a big fan of them since day one before I knew them. Uh, Renji's amazing. And Second, I also highly recommend that all of your listeners and viewers check out Entra. And they are a Web3, LinkedIn, and Zoom combined. Now, I know John's going to get a little upset here. I love LinkedIn (laughs) almost as much as John does. I don't know if anyone loves LinkedIn as much as John. But I'm also a huge fan of Entra and their founder and CEO, Michael Mara, who's another dear friend of mine in the space. And I can't say enough good things about them. And there are also several companies that I consult for that are in stealth today that I'm working very hard with on utility. And you guys, I am talking product utility like you have never seen before. I don't leave a lot on the table when I'm consulting with companies and these guys are really getting my best. So get ready to see some A-level innovation coming at you very soon. Very soon. Let's go! I love it. I'm pumped. Asha has me pumped. I'm so pumped. You are phenomenal. All right. So you're bringing all the alpha. You are dropping it. What is the path forward in Web3 for mass adoption? How do we do it, Asha? What, what do we do? So I love this question, and I'm so glad you asked, Justin. So the high-level overview is mass consumer adoption of any product is a complex thread, right? There's a lot of converging phenomena usually involved. It's about product, or I'm sorry, rather problem meets opportunity meets a particular moment in history. So whether that's tech history or social history or both. And the best founders can really deliver a clear thesis on why right now for their companies. And then to answer the question more directly, I would say there's really four reasons that I'll go through really quickly. So we already talked about mobile. That's number one. Number two, I would say, is the history of innovation. So if you look at the history of innovation, it's littered with lessons and frameworks around mass adoption. So for example, in mobile, consolidation of development talent is what unlocks scale in mobile. So I'm convinced that blockchain too cannot scale until there are enough builders who hit the scale of web two, namely developers and product managers. So really quickly to give your audience some quick stats, 
At Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference in June of this year, 2022, Apple CEO Tim Cook mentioned that there are 34 million registered mobile developers within Apple's developer portal. And this is the platform through which every company submits builds for the Apple App Store and where those of us who work in mobile spend a lot of time. So if we compare that number to the number of Web3 developers globally, A16Z released a 2022 state of crypto report that cites 4,000 monthly active developers on Ethereum. 1,000 on Solana, 500 on Bitcoin, and Polygon, Cardano, Near, and Tezos, each around 300 each. So that's roughly 6,700 Web3 developers. And if we're talking about devs with two years of experience, now we're down to the hundreds. So that we're talking about hundreds of experienced Web3 developers in the world versus 34 million Web2 mobile developers. And that's not even including Web2 web developers, which is another massive cohort. So, you know, we're in terms of raw resources, no matter how you slice this pie, even if these aren't apples to apples comparisons, there's a massive shortage in developer talent to the point that even if you had a billion people ready to sign up, up for, say, a Web3 company like Immersed or Entra, we do not have the developer talent to maintain any kind of demand at scale. So that's number two, raw resources. Then number three, the same 10 smart contracts. I don't know if you two have heard this statistic before, but it's really appalling to me, Justin and John. So the same 10 smart contracts are currently used for 80% of blockchain projects on Ethereum. And this is really a possible indicator that the majority of companies that exist in Web3 today are not innovating enough, at least on the backend technology side. So I'd really like to see more innovation with utility, more innovation with user experience, and more innovation with end-to-end -end agile software development best practices. And then finally, number four is infrastructure. So AWS really made server and database access affordable for startups in a way that was a major deterrent to day one startup costs before them. Amazon's best known by consumers for its sprawling e-commerce empire. But in fact, three quarters of the company's profits come from cloud services at AWS or Amazon Web Services. So much of their operating revenue that powers Amazon Amazon's e-commerce marketplace is from the low margin profit center of AWS. So we need more picks and shovels in Web3. The AWS of Web3 is going to enable the next million or hundred million Web3 startups around the world. Wow, this is insane, Asha. When are you lecturing at Harvard Business School? Because I need to go, everybody who watches NFT Heat needs to go to your class at Harvard Business School because mic drop again. We've had two mic drops. John. Two mic drops. I, I, we we barely, if we're lucky, we get one mic drop every like twenty episodes. Two mic drops. Asha Broad, incredible. You have to send me these stats because they like they explain stuff so succinctly. The way you gave it to us is exactly what's happening in the space. But none of us are able to actually state it so simply, which you just did. That was incredible. Thank you. It wow. Was, yeah, it was a, it was a web three product management class. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. this is it. I mean, that's crazy. The smart contracts, ten. Ten. I mean, that's insane. That is. I mean, but then, how many? Everybody's copy and pasting. But that's. I mean, that's that was so indicative of the whole makes sense. NFT space last year. I mean, Makes it was sense. Just literally, like copy and paste the roadmap and 
And we always say, you know, we always say we're so early in the space. It's going to take time to evolve. But I never understand, frankly, why and what the reason is. And you just laid it out for us, Sasha. You just told us there's only like a fraction, what, less than one, probably 0.01% of the developer talent out there. And that's clearly what we need. And we need product managers and we need more smart contracts. We need innovation and we need infrastructure. All these things which are going to take time to build, which you, I mean, you just, Mike, dropped it. That's it. Done. Yes. That's it. I, I think we need to cancel the show, John. I mean, what else are we going to go through? You, you, literally, Asha brought it all. <laughs> she did. She did. It was amazing. So, amazing. Asha, so where can people find you on social media oh, oh, and find out about all the awesome stuff you're doing? Or if there's, maybe there's a brand out there that's looking for somebody to consult with in the product management space, how do they find you? Yeah, thanks, John. So I'm Asha Susan Cherian on LinkedIn and Instagram and Asha Susan underscore on Twitter. I post more regularly on LinkedIn. So whether you're already in Web3 or just Web3 curious, please join the conversation on LinkedIn. And if you happen to be in the Austin, Texas area of the United States, come check out our Web3 community events. There's a lot of magic happening on the ground in Austin. So so feel free to DM me for more more details details on upcoming events. events. Super cool. And and Asha, don't leave us yet because we're doing something fun now at the end of each episode of NFT Heat. We want you to create an NFT and we're going to drop it for our whole audience to see and they have the opportunity to collect it so we're using the fun ai because we all love ai now dolly can you give us three to five words and then we'll let dolly kind of do its magic and we'll see what it comes up with so three to five words please wow i love this segment okay (laughs) so three to five words how about web3 product management in the sunset oh wow that is sunset very cool. Very cool. It's kind of what we discussed during the episode. We've got Asha here as a leader. Let's see what we've got. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. How cool. Wow. Sensational. Amazing. All oh right. Let's mint that, baby. Let's mint it. Well, Let's mint it. you're going to be able to find it on Memento NFT, one of the sponsors of NFT Heat. We're thrilled to have them as a sponsor and go out there. It's going to be on Memento NFT very soon and you'll be able to to collect what Asha created. So cool, Asha, thank you so much. You brought, I mean, sensational alpha and heat on this episode. NFT Heat, we are about heat and you brought it. We had two mic drops. We can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Justin and John. Thank you. Thank you, amazing, amazing. Next week, stay tuned. What a sensational episode. Asha brought the heat, she brought alpha, blew my mind multiple, multiple times. The importance of product managers, statistics, sensational alpha. Next week, we'll have another NFT thought leader popping in with more alpha. In the meantime, continue learning, growing, and seeking alpha. We're We're NFT. NFT A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love to You off his 2019 album Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat, and we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Yeah.